Ellie, please. And just one more, Rose said from behind the camera, her right hand making tiny micro-adjustments on the lens until she found the pin-sharp focus she was looking for on the bride's face. Not that this bride lacked focus. This was a million-dollar wedding if it was a cent, and Roe had several times glimpsed the veins of steel that had bagged this bride her groom. Most recently, dressing down her own father through gritted, whitened teeth for standing on the hem of her dress. Outwardly, everything was as perfect as a Martha Stewart set. The twelve bridesmaids were all dressed in blue-sky silk columns and pearl chokers, with buffed shoulders and upswept hair. The huge potted blossom trees were in full bloom, the aisle densely carpeted with pink petals, and the guests had, thankfully, all honoured the cream dress code. Roe had been grateful to have the camera to hide behind as she'd snapped away in the bridal suite before the ceremony, shocked and embarrassed by the no-knickers, full Hollywood look the bride was working under her modest, tiered, silk mousseline dress by Vera Wang. Personally, Roe gave them eight months. She didn't see this couple getting to a year, not judging by the way the groom kept looking over at the maid of honour. She walked slowly round the Waldorf Astoria ballroom, her camera dropped by her side as she watched the guests. Some were still seated at their tables, but most were beginning to get up and mingle again, and the room was starting to throng. She guessed they were mostly around her age, possibly slightly younger, late twenties rather than early thirties. There wasn't a baby to be seen anywhere, though they may have been banned, probably had been. This bride didn't do messy or unscheduled, but she had clocked a few bumps. They were likely all still in the throes of wedding fever, that time in their lives when they went to five or six weddings a year as friends and acquaintances jumped on the merry-go-round and life seemed like one long party lived out in a marquee and pretty dresses. It was interesting seeing the differences to the British weddings she usually covered. She'd never photographed an American wedding before. The commission for this had come through the bride's sister, who'd been a bridesmaid at a wedding Roe had covered in Dorset ten months earlier. She'd taken Roe's card after seeing her signature colour-saturated filters, which lent each image a dreamy, nostalgic vibe. The most obvious difference between the Atlantic cousins was the men all wearing dinner suits rather than morning suits, the strong black and white stamping effect looking great through the lens, and the bridesmaids all looked a lot more sorted, professional even, than their British counterparts. None of them was drunk yet, for a start. The speeches had been a lot more corporate, too, and obviously the couple had written their own vows, something that hadn't really taken flight back home, where it was considered more proper to go along with the traditional King James version and have a reading of The Owl and the Pussycat. Yes, it was interesting, all this, but not diverting. It didn't matter that she was in the ballroom of the famous Waldorf Astoria in Manhattan, 3,500 miles from home, that only told her that she was even further away from where Matt was, now nearly 9,000 miles away, in fact. The distance between them had never been greater, and they'd spoken only three times in the three weeks since he'd gone, and one of those had been as he'd boarded the plane. Not going to be easy. His phrase wasn't even close to covering it. 
devastating was closer to the truth. It had been one thing accepting the sentiment behind his grand plans in theory, but returning home from the airport to a house full of his absence, his clothes strewn across the floor, his electric toothbrush wet next to hers. There won't be any electrical points where I'm going. His pillow still indented with the shape of his head had poleaxed her. She'd barely told anyone he'd left, and she wasn't sure the milkman counted anyway. Matt had kept his plans a secret from everyone, not just her, knowing they'd try to talk him out of it, question why he was really leaving her behind. So the phone had sat quietly on its cradle, no offers of rallying drinks at the pub or Indian takeaways or shopping trips to boost her spirits. She'd spent the first week dressed almost entirely in his clothes and spraying herself with his...